The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. are back for episode 21 of Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey. That is Joey Capone. I am Steve Peralt. The Boston Red Sox are 1-0 in their last one games. Woo, and don't look back any further. It does feel... Um, surprisingly erasing this victory, this game yeah, two victory, one doesn't of those it? Surprisingly erasing games. You know exactly what I'm <laughs> trying to say. I know it does feel like game one was, uh, you know, devastating. I woke up just uh, feeling terrible. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it all right now. I'm not feeling it at all right now. Are you? No, I think the the good part tonight, as we are up here in the EEI booth, I love being the only ones at Fenway. I got to say, anytime we record after a series is over and we're at the old ball yard, as I call it, it's just nice. Granted, there's one person that's... Uh, He's watering the grass. Watering the grass. It's pretty sick to just sit here and watch him, to be honest with you. I know. It's so kind of it's, it's pretty zen to just watch him. It's mm. us and this guy. Yeah. That's it. Let's get him on. Yeah, we should. Hey, buddy. Um, but the Red Sox, get yep. the W tonight at Fenway Park. 7-1 to one is your final Thanks in large part to Jackie Bradley Jr. Big night for JBJ. He gets four RBIs, which is a season high and not overly surprising. Um, but, yeah, that was a big hit in the eighth inning to drive in three, kind of spread it out a little bit. You never know with this bullpen, Joey. Mm-hmm. So you wanted that situation where, okay, 
we can breathe in the ninth inning. I know mm-hmm. you and I went closer to the field towards the last three or four innings or so to get a good shot at Joey Votto. There's very few guys. I was telling you this, and I'm still curious if we can come up with one. With the Reds being at Fenway Park for the first time and geez, feels like five, six, seven years. I don't know the last time they were actually here. Could not been, tell you. Yeah, I think it was like 14 or 15. Um, and so obviously it's the last time Joey Votto's here. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of another scenario of a Hall, a hall of Famer mm-hmm. that's at Fenway Park, mm-hmm. definitely for the last time that I've seen. And I don't that know if I have obviously one. obviously on a farewell tour? I mean, Joey kind of is. I think he's done, right? You had alluded yeah. to it. I don't think he announced anything. I don't think he officially said he's done. I could have sworn he did. Okay. So, uh, something about being so boisterous on social media also just says, like, hey, I'm preparing to be a post-playing it, athlete. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I have a social presence now. If any brands want to sponsor me, look how funny I am. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I have an answer for you, dude. I, I really don't know. I was uh, trying to think. I, nothing really came to mind. I know I, yeah. I saw A-Rod's last game here. That was mm. just kind of cut short, though, the whole Yankee career. They're like, all right, mm. dude, you got like a week left, and mm. that'll do it. Um, oh, uh, Ichiro might have been – that might have been the last guy, I think. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Ichiro's a good yeah. one. Yeah, he's he's going to be in the next Hall of Fame. So, mm. But, no, it was just cool to see Votto in person. I had never seen him play before and uh, at the old ballpark. And, you know, the Reds are never here, so that was interesting. But, mm. Joey, I did really quick. We're going to talk about uh, Wednesday's game. But Tuesday, there's just something that's killing me. With Tuesday's game, that's mm. still sticking with me, and I just can't believe it. We watch these games very closely, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe what I was watching. Okay, do I'm, you know what I'm talking about? I I do, and I'm down to, to speak about this, but on one condition. Yeah, I would never want to think or talk about this game ever again after this. Yeah, I, I couldn't see any scenario where we. No, would there do was that. no need to. But I I want to delete it from my brain. There was no need. No positives, and I'm sure. Are you about to bring up a positive, Steve? Is it a good thing? No, it's a bad no, thing. It's they, not. they lost okay. the game. But again, yeah. this I just wanted to get this out of the yeah. way because this is mainly going to be a positive show. Mm. Thank goodness, because they split uh, two games against the Reds, and they should have won both. So Tuesday's game was really just kind of cruising. Nothing much going on in the first five innings. Nobody scored. Uh, big shout out to Michael Walker, who goes five and two thirds. Only gives up one run. No earned runs because Rafael Devers in the top of the six. I'm just going to preface this by saying, because I just got these these feelings that, that just took over me, Joey, mm-hmm. of I don't know if I've ever really been negative about Rafi ever. So this is, <laughs> this is weird to talk negatively about Rafael Devers, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it to show that we are not just 100% homers, only 99%. This is the 1% that I just genuinely couldn't believe what I'm seeing. So top of the sixth inning, two outs, Rafael Devers' ball hit to him. Yes, he had to rush the throw a little bit, but he should have had whoever. I, I forget who hit the ball. I mean, the Reds lineup. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But he he throws it past uh, Franchi, and the only run of the first six innings for the Reds comes in to score off of that. So it's an unearned run for Waka. And bottom of the sixth inning, Luis Castillo, who was filthy. Oh, yeah. Absol- first five innings, he was untouchable. Mm-hmm. Sox only got one hit off him. Rafi actually almost killed him with a line drive. But Devers comes to the plate after Castillo walks the first two guys on eight pitches, Joey. Mm-hmm. He did not have it. Kind of a weird moment at the mound. I know Eck was talking about it when they showed the uh, the mound visit by the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. And Castillo's laughing. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen somebody 
walk the first two guys on eight pitches and be all you know giggle fest when the the pitching coach comes yeah, out there. Yeah, what's going on here? That was strange. I had never really mm-hmm. seen that before. That's a side note. But then the first pitch to Devers after the mound visit mm-hmm. is a strike, but it's barely a strike. Might as well have been a ball. He then throws three balls. It's a three-and-one count in the bottom of the sixth inning, first and second. Devers at the plate. You're down one nothing. And Raffy took what, for my money, is the worst swing he's had, at least all season. Terrible mm-hmm. swing. You got to be so take in that situation. Mm-hmm. I would have the take. I'd be yelling at Instead of the signals at third, I'd just be like, Raffy, take this pitch. Do not take swing. Yeah. He can't throw a strike. <laughs> he essentially had thrown 12 straight balls, even though yeah. they called one of them a strike that was out of the zone. Endeavor swings at it, and I'm like, oh, the ball was at least half a foot to a foot off the strike zone, mm. and he fouls it off, and it's just like, no. And you kind of, I don't know if you felt it, Joey, but I kind of felt immediately in that moment like, oh, here comes the double play. Because that's just kind of how yeah. it goes. If he takes that pitch, it's bases loaded, mm-hmm. no outs, down one nothing in the six for J.D. Martinez. And I'd be willing to bet everything the Red Sox win that game based solely off of that situation. Mm-hmm. Instead, Devers grounds into the double play. I believe J.D. struck out and the inning's over. And it's just like that was one of the biggest killers of a inning that I can remember in a long time. Yeah, I mean, this team feeds off of each other, I think, more than more than any I can I can remember. Especially the Coral lineup. Yeah, exactly. So like when, you know, one or two guys gets hit and it feels like everybody does, at least recently. Yeah. Uh, and when the the team is cold, the whole team is cold. So when, even when you're getting handed some walks, if the offense isn't there, that's when guys like Rafi start chasing and stuff outside the zone and yeah. and start reverting back to those old April socks. Um, so here's here's just a, a couple of stats for you, Steve, as far as um, chase rate among these these Boston Red Sox. We uh, this Red Sox team used to be ranked number 30 in Major League Baseball in chase percentage. They are currently sixth from the bottom. They are climbing their way out of the depths. But chase contact, um, they are right in the middle. They are 15th. Okay, so I can live with that. So as much as they are chasing outside of the zone, they're also making contact when they do, partially because of Rafi. Rafi, when he usually does chase outside the zone, still is fouling stuff off or even putting stuff in play. It is true. I, I think earlier in the game, this is what killed me, is that he had an at-bat against Castillo earlier in the game where he could have drawn a walk as well, but he was swinging at balls. And it's like, uh, that's that's where it hurts, where you're now seeing him again. That's, I believe, his third. Would that have been his third? No, second AB, I guess, against uh, Castillo. Whatever. Third, I'm losing track. But he had seen him. He had seen right. probably 10-plus pitches at that point, and he decides in a scenario that I got to think the vast majority of Major League Baseball players take that 3-1 pitch. Regardless, yeah, of course, yeah. but regardless, not not even with it being a ball, just like regardless, like I mm-hmm. bet you're gonna throw another ball here. Mm. And Raffy swung, and I think I actually yelled at the TV. <laughs> I was watching by myself, and I'm like, damn it, like because you just kind of knew that right after that something bad was gonna happen, and it did. But anyway, that's that's it for game one. Obviously, the Sox had a chance mm-hmm. in the ninth inning, second and third. No, that game was just a pain in the ass. That that was a real. Tough loss, all things considered. Waka was really good. Mm-hmm. And then who actually who came That's... in after him? You had Hauk. Or no, I, I got the games mixed up. It was Waka. Davis throws a scoreless inning. Danish Danish was really good. Danish is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got a 3-3-8, but Apple Danish was, was real. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Uh, he got out of some jams. And a scenario that 
I don't think I've ever seen at the ballpark happened on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Joey Votto, our our guy Joey mm-hmm. Votto, hitting one off the top of the monster, but it came back into play and it was actually not a home run. Couldn't believe that. Well, a couple innings prior, the same exact thing had happened to him in right field along the bullpen. I Cotillo put it perfectly. He missed two homers by a combined three inches. Yeah. No, it is true. It's yeah. funny because Eck on the broadcast was saying, I hope that doesn't cost him a chance at the Hall of Fame. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Eck, he's in the Hall of Fame. I, I, Joey Votto's making the Hall of Fame. That would be yeah. hilarious if the voters were like, well, he's Sorry. two homers short. Maybe if he had, like, I don't know, <laughs> two more home runs? <laughs> he's, no. That's the difference of his entire career. <laughs> a guy that was never going to go deep in the playoffs or anything. It comes down to those two home runs. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I couldn't believe it because when the ball came off the monster the way it did. So I now have to correct – Old Steve, because my entire life, I have said that if a ball pops up when mm. it hits any part of the monster, it's obviously a home run because mm. it's just the way the sharpness of the wall to where that one to two feet is uh, parallel to the first row of seats. Mm-hmm. There's just no way it can hit there but it's, and pop up. It's soft, right? It's padded right on the on the very top there. So it, it almost it like is. Joey hit the exact right angle where that red line is. Which is, I guess, it is can't the be red that line, soft if it jumps up like that. I think it's hard. Is the red line the opposite of <laughs> a yellow line? Is a red line to say, no, this is still in play? I, I think the, the rules, all I know about the ground rules is that if it does pop straight up like it did there, mm-hmm. it's in play. But it never does because it always skids off the little, yeah, and yeah, then, and the then maybe it hits the ricochet and comes mm-hmm. back. But I have never seen that in my life. And now... I stand corrected because I thought it was physically impossible, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You can actually hit a ball off the very top of the green monster, and if you hit it the right way, it can come back into play and be in play. And, yeah, I mean, that's one of those you hear about 50 years from now kind of little little. Tidbits. We may never one see those, that again. One of those little facts of, like, Joey Votto, did he hit it right off the top? <laughs> yeah. And he did it in the into the bullpen wall the same game. Can you believe it's a classic uh, Tim Kirchin moment. I, I've, you never see that. I've never seen that in a game ever. Like, he loves the things at the ballpark that you just never know what you're going to see. But that was a wild moment. Red Sox get second and third, no outs, and they don't get it done. But Wednesday's game. Garrett Whitlock, man, just really, how are you feeling about Whitlock starting? Just your general thought. I know we yeah. basically every episode we do an update on how we feel about Garrett Whitlock. Yeah, and if we've gotten more used to him starting, have you gotten more used to him starting? No, I also don't see myself getting more used to him starting. Yeah, I just unless somebody <laughs> turns it turns a complete one eighty in the bullpen, or a bullpen arm is acquired. I'm always going to miss having that bullpen weapon. Yeah. You know, you basically did a one-for-one with him and Houck. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, you swapped. And do you feel the same way with Tanner Houck coming in that you did with Garrett Whitlock? 100% no. No, it's not the same thing at all. So until there's a guy who gives me that same feeling out of the bullpen, I'm not not on the... Uh, Whitlock starter train. He did have a great outing tonight. I think it was, I think it was his uh, his deepest run. Tied his deepest run. I, right? I know that was my prediction was his, his longest start of his career. Mm-hmm. It tied the longest start. Mm-hmm. Garrett Whitlock is the third Red Sox pitcher this century to have an outing of six innings, no strikeouts, and no earned runs. That is from Alex Spear. The other two are Aaron Cook in 2012. I hate even I, – I can't say the year 2012 without being in some kind of pain. <laughs> like it's just that whole year. 
because of how bad the team was. It's just, ugh. Just and then sad. there was that prediction that the world was ending at the end of it. I know. So. Yeah, true. So it's a lot of negativity. I did mm. graduate college that year, and that was fun. Go goals. That's but, big. Oh, Kurt Schilling did it, by the way, in 07. So Aaron mm. Cook and Kurt Schilling, the only Red Sox pitchers. Uh, joined now by Garrett Whitlock to go six innings, no Ks, no earned runs. And on the no earned runs thing, Joey, mm-hmm. I know I mentioned you, t- this to you before we started recording. You're like, we're really going to talk about that? Shout out to the scorekeeper. We're going to talk scorekeeper. We're, real quick, all right? Because we were get, trying to get justice for Nick <laughs> where he shouldn't have had an earned run on Sunday. Very similar outing, by the way, that yeah. Pavetta had compared to Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock did briefly have one earned run. Off of, uh, if you're going to get me to say his name right, there's just no uh, chance. Akidi's Aquino. Aquino, whatever. Yeah. That's close enough. Uh, he got the single. Steals second. Vasquez throwing error. He goes to third. He then scores on a ground ball to first. And I'm telling you when it happens, Joey, I'm like, that shouldn't be an earned run if, if Whitlock gets out of this in the next batter. And he does with the fly out. And it popped up as an earned run, which I'm just going to continue my mini rant against scorekeepers because if I who am not a scorekeeper genius. I don't know the rules of baseball perfectly. I know them very well, but not like some of the little specific ones. This was one of them where I'm like, wait a second. That's There's no way that should be an earned run because mm-hmm. it was a throwing error that got him to third. That's the only reason he scored. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it popped up as an earned run. So if you're a professional scorekeeper, how do you put that down as an earned run? I have no idea. I mean, that's one of those things you just don't think about. That's one of those, um, what's the game called? Baseball? Like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. That's yeah, one yeah. of those baseball plays. <laughs> no, man. What I was going to say is that's one of those um, score the game. What is it called? Like you, the, I don't know what you're talking about. You never had like those books that were like score that play or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. A, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're yeah, talking it's about. A, it's yeah. like you're put in a, a situation where you're like, hey, play umpire here. You know, yeah. like, what's the right call in the field? It was like that. Uh, I, I thought maybe because uh, he got on base via a hit that it's just however he gets home, that's his earned guy. But I don't know. We found out today they're real humans. Yeah. They are here. They're not undercover. There's three and of them. I'm pretty sure they work as a team is what it sounded like, right? Yeah, there's three of them. So I So none of them knew it, which is crazier than one I, of them. I don't I don't understand three times as crazy. how that was uh initially an earned run, but they got it right. Whitlock ends up with no earned runs. And we still want justice for Nick, by the way. Hashtag justice for Nick. I'm not Hashtag giving up on that. That should be an unearned run from Sunday. But anyway, one thing I wanted to point out from this game, Hunter Green. Uh, was starting for the Reds, and he throws about 300 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I I mentioned this to you when we were watching the game. When a guy throws really hard, tell me if I'm dumb here. I probably am. When You're you dumb. see it in person at the park, mm. a fastball just kind of looks like a fastball. Like it doesn't, like it really, I'm not like, mm. oh my God, that was probably 102. There's times that they throw sliders and I'm like, that was cheese. And it's like 88 because, you know, it's the sound it makes in the mitt mm-hmm. visually looks similar if you're at the wrong angle. So mm. I don't know. I wasn't I wanted to be impressed I, tonight because it's like Hunter Green's in the building. But I was like, eh, it, whatever. I don't think it's speed alone. I think it's delivery. I think it's arm slot. I think it's like the motion, the release whole pitching, point. everything. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all of it. I like Chapman throwing. 101 looks like 101 miles an hour. Yeah. There's no the doubt leg, when the he leg on him going. Yeah. Yeah. And something about his arm being 
twice as long as his legs. And he's sweating bullets even though it's cold out. Yeah, and he's got the the turtleneck that like feels like he like he feels like he has like some kind of rubber like, like he's choking himself like he and he, like, he enjoys the like oh, I don't want to breathe. Like he wants his veins to be popping out of his neck when he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the scariest thing you can imagine. Yeah, that feels like 101 miles an hour. Yeah, um, like the taller, lankier guys that have those late release points, those look fast. Hunter Green didn't. It didn't look that fast. I totally understood how it's possible to throw 100 miles an hour and still get hit at what? It's like a 345 clip. Is fastball it was, is getting yeah, hit coming at? into the game, he was getting hit at 345 for the fastball. Uh, and nothing overly impressive tonight. What's his final line here? He goes three and two-thirds, six hits, four earned. Eight strikeouts, though. He did have a lot of Ks, and, and he started off buzzing, but he's two and seven. I know a lot of that's because he's on the Reds, Yikes, but yeah. a 619 ERA for Hunter Green. So maybe he figures Shout it out. out but San Diego. I mean, it doesn't really matter... If you throw cheese, Joey, and if you throw mega cheese, if you can't spot it. He does th- mega cheese. That's yeah. mega cheese. He's got mm-hmm. some mega hair on it. Yeah, but. I mean, it, there's that guy. We were talking a little bit about it. Ben Joyce? Is that his name? I'm never going to remember it. Who? The the college pitcher. I still don't know who Is you're talking ben about. Joyce? You mentioned him before, and I, I, think I was like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Ben Joyce. Okay. Uh, there's a dude in college right now who throws, I think he touched 106. Okay. And uh, everyone's that, talking you, about that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. And people are are talking about like, oh, like he, you know, definitely a first round guy this year. He's draft eligible. Like, is he going to go in the top ten? Blah blah blah. But like, he doesn't have crazy numbers. But there's this kind of ongoing debate that well, he can throw 106, so he'll obviously be good. I think Hunter Green is really hurting Ben Joyce's <laughs> case. He's it's like, like, dude, can you ben, have a sub yeah. four or something? Ben should be wearing shirts that say, do not watch the Cincinnati Reds. They are not <laughs> indicative of what people like me are capable of. Because it just is possible to throw 102 and get rocked. How is that possible? I know. No, it, it happens. I, I genuinely can't believe it. I was listening. I got here in the middle of the first inning, and I think Lou Merloni was saying that, that mm. he was at like a 340, 350 clip mm. against uh, when he throws his heater, which is like, mm. that's insane. I mean, if you're a pitcher like that, and your slider's 88, and your heater's what, 103? Mm-hmm. One would think that it's almost impossible to be bad. <laughs> like, I genuinely, if you have yeah. a 15 mile an hour difference between your off speed pitch and your heater, like, mm-hmm. I'd be, that, that should be buckle Unless city. Unless you are tipping beyond belief. Yeah, maybe. Like that an could be a early tip. If it's a really early tip that you're giving away, beyond that, I can't, I can't guess what, what's doing it. That it is rather wild. But one thing that we've talked about before and we have to keep bringing up, it's very important. Scorekeepers again. The scorekeeper. So he gets the... No. <laughs> You're like, if you bring this up one more time. Uh, Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo oh, needs more home runs on his stat total. And I've just had enough. Like, it's mm-hmm. off the bat. Let's let's take a little trip down memory lane here. Mm-hmm. Early on this season... Blah, 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 blah. Early on this season... It was, it was painful, Joey. Mm-hmm. It was everyone. Oh, dead balls, this dead balls, that. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad that that's not the discussion anymore. But with Doogie, I feel like he's the only guy that's still left in dead ball alley. Like he's still mm-hmm. there, and everybody else has kind of gotten out. And it sucks because off the bat, I'm still getting fooled. I really am. He got they, you really good today. I thought it was gone. Yeah. I could have sworn it was. I was like, is that gone? Like they, literally, the right fielder's like throwing the ball, and I'm like, that's gone though, right? <laughs> like that, <laughs> they're counting that. They're, that's still a home <laughs> run, right? So it's just, it's killing me because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, head of the Alex Verdugo fan club. Shout out to everybody on the Twitter machine that that has been on board uh, the last year plus. But 
I just genuinely can't believe it's gotten to the point where it feels like he should have at least quadruple the home runs he has. That's where we're at now. Yeah, it's no, it really. I mean, he has what? He has three or four. He has three, three. You're saying quadruple? It feels like he should have twelve. That's that feels right. That feels right. Ten, eleven, yeah. twelve. That feels totally right. The difference is now uh, in uh, in Doogie's. What am I trying to say? Doogie is probably happy that they're getting down at least. He's now. getting doubles. You He's know, Alex I mean? for they're doubles. getting down. Yeah, they, it was flyout city at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you know, it was things dying on the warning track and just hanging around and launching a parachute before coming down. Uh, and now he actually is is just getting solid contact that's not making it out. It doesn't feel like a ball issue. It doesn't I'm I'm fine with him being Alex for doubles. I I don't know. If no, I I don't really have an issue with that. Uh-huh. It's just that like. This has been egregious. Like th- this is this has been so noticeable this mm-hmm. season that he's not getting the ding dongs he deserves. Mm-hmm. That I now I just created a stat. It's called the AVHR stat. Mm-hmm. It's as you would imagine the Alex Verdugo home run stat, oh. which means that you need to multiply his current total mm-hmm. by two point nine. Mm-hmm. We we calculated all sorts of right, things, right, and that's right. what we landed on. I was gonna say yeah. Explain to the people in explicit detail <laughs> okay. how you came to that number. So a lot of it had to do with the dimensions of the ballpark, uh, his war, his fib bap, oh, and his, his ex-Wobacon. His flip con. And so we came to 2.9. And so you multiply yep. his 3 by 2.9, and then you obviously need to round up. So you get 8.7 and round it up to 9. Alex Verdugo should have nine home runs this year, and that's that, mister. Wow. <laughs> This okay. Uh, we should actually get Spear in here so he can take some notes. I mean, I just it's because at this point, I demand MLB to add at least six home runs to Alex Verdugo's stats. I won't I've, stand for this nonsense anymore. It's been driving me nuts, and every time I see him hit the ball, it's still getting me, Joey. When he does, it might be because of his swing. By the way, he's got the uppercut, he's and, got he, a and he kind of watches man. it a little bit, and mm-hmm. so maybe that's part of it. But Doogie deserves better. Doogie deserves better. You've been practicing your Spanish? Because we're going to have to call the league at some point oh here and talk to somebody. If this, we're not going to call the league tonight, but if this mm. keeps happening, we're going to call the league again. Yes. I, I'm brushing up on my Duolingo, no free ads. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, we, we got to get that down because you can't contact the rule department anymore. So we'll just talk to the Spanish um, uh, operator. Yes. And I'm sure they'll get in, us in touch with who we need to talk to. Necesito más home runs para Alex Verdugo. I'll say no. <laughs> <laughs> Click no, no hang up. But yeah, Doogie deserves better, man. It's getting it's getting bad, and yeah. it's just it's been a pain. He's um, just a guy who you also like to see happy. You know, he's just a guy who is fun. He's like a, a you know a, a, a boisterous fella. You know, yeah. he does the oh your cousin from Boston thing. And, you know, he does the rock the baby. To see him get excited is fun. He's a guy who yeah. you, it's fun to watch have fun. And when he's not, and when you can see him, like, shaking his head tonight, he... Running back into the dugout. Like, if he if he's mm-hmm. really pissed off, he doesn't mm-hmm. even touch first. He just, like, tails right into the dugout mm-hmm. and goes to the clubhouse. And I'm like, wouldn't want to be that clubhouse right now. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, that much. What is he doing back um, there? But, yeah, it's... Obviously, we we support Alex Verdugo here, Alex Verdugo fan club, and I just I expect these things to be homers. But we've been saying it for so long. That's why we need the AVHR, 
And right now, his home run total after the AVHR stat is nine this year. So, wow. not too bad. That's not a pretty. Too shabby. That's a pretty high AVHR. Yeah, it's all not, things it's, considered, it's not bad really. League but average. One thing I wanted to mention: you see, Devers get smoked by that foul ball no. in game one. No, I didn't. Oof! It was uh, what Kike lined one, and it literally just hit Devers in the chest on deck. And I, it reminded me that I saw you tweet. I saw you tweet about it. Yeah. And I had been watching the game, and I was like, "Did I just miss that? <laughs> I must have. You must have." But it, it was early in the game, and uh, I'm stunned. I'm genuinely stunned that this doesn't happen more often. You look mm -hmm. at the on deck setup. I mean, when we moved down, what first, second row, just to get mm -hmm. a good shot of uh, of Votto tonight. It's crazy to me these guys don't get picked off by foul yeah, balls. No, it's nuts. Okay, I got I got a dumb question for yeah. you here. It's one I've been wanting to ask. This is a moment of vulnerability. Please do not laugh at me. Oh, okay? God. Yeah. Steve, I want you to look down here at yeah. Fenway Park. Yes. Next to home plate, there yeah. are two large dirt circles. Yeah. Are those supposed to be the on-deck circles? Joey, it is not a dumb question. I'm going to let you know that Thank off you. the top. Uh, secondly, I believe... It's all, this is one of those all for show type of scenarios where uh -huh. it's like, and here at the old ball yard, you'll notice two on deck circles next to the batter's box. Like, I think mm -hmm. it's more the look of it than anything else, because mm -hmm. obviously you're going to have the dirt surrounding the park to let someone know that they're maybe getting near the fence mm -hmm. to let a catcher know that he's maybe going to get lit up by the net here. Mm -hmm. So I think not a dumb question. Those are technically the on-deck circles, but imagine... That's that. what I'm saying is, can you imagine if they actually... If Devers was standing there, like, how often people would get smoked? If you were if you were standing in the on-deck circles the way they have them set up at Fenway, you would die. You'd like, die! You would <laughs> so die if you got that same line drive in your you sternum. And just, uh, I'm trying to picture uh, Kike being a righty, obviously. Yeah. Endeavor standing in the on-deck circle. You know those liners that, like, that Cora has to duck for? Yeah. But that thing hits you, like... 10% of the way to the dugout with that kind of speed coming off the bat, yeah, you'd die. I think you that would, would mess up some organs. Yeah, your, your yeah. spleen wouldn't recover from that. It's crazy. I was looking at it and thinking exactly that before I even saw your tweet about Devers. I was like, man, if they Imagine were actually, actually in those on deck circles, that'd be so do, dangerous. Do yourself, do yourself a favor. Next time you're at Fenway Park, because this is one of those things that like we've just gotten used to. Yeah. Look at where the on-deck circles <laughs> actually are. Because it Nobody makes... Nobody could possibly... Dude, I think if somebody <laughs> tried, I think the ump would be like, don't stand there. What do you do? You would probably get kicked out if you yeah. like actually stay there for a pitch. Just next time you're at Fenway, look at the on-deck circles and just get a good laugh because... Imagine Devers taking cuts. <laughs> like it's like ten feet to the right of the batter's box. It's so close. Yeah, that, like a, that's yeah. It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But, no, that uh, was not a dumb question. Was there. was um, Devers in like significant distress? He after? he went to down to like one knee. Yeah, uh -huh. no, they had to check on him. I thought he was legitimately hurt, and he was the last guy to go out to the field the next inning. I'm like, mm -hmm. no. That you know when like stupid injuries happen, you're like, please, the the mm -hmm. Gordon Hayward injury a couple years ago, whenever that was, jeez, I, was I don't know if that's a stupid injury. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> fluky, like, oh, he just yeah, landed yeah. wrong, and it's like, so I I, mm -hmm. I honestly am obviously extremely happy that Devers is okay, mm -hmm. but I'm stunned this doesn't happen more often. Yeah, you're right. Those those stupid ones are so upsetting. Like JD in in the playoffs, just you know, 
rolling his ankle on second base, oh my running God. out to the field. I thought he was going to be, if not done for the postseason, not the same the rest of the way, and mm-hmm. he still hit bombs. So yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, that was quite a series there, quite a two game. A Red Sox should have won both. Mm-hmm. We were very confident, but for good reason. I mean, the Reds stink, obviously, and you I think I think you play that first game ten times, you win seven or eight. So mm-hmm. Sox ended up losing one of the the ten that they that they would have so, lost in this so hypothetical. So we're gonna put seven W's in the Sox win column. No, point seven. So now okay. they they're at what? That would put them at twenty four point seven. They never yeah, update. We have the to standings. round up. You this have has to gotten round, me many times looking out at the monster and seeing the standings. They they don't update them until the next day. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's. You got anything else for the series? This two gamer here against the old Reds. Um. The only other thing I got to say is on, is on that JBJ triple that drove in those three yeah, runs in the eighth Jackie. inning. Yeah. Um, shout out Jackie, not shout out the third base coach who just let Jackie put his life on the line. Yeah, Fables uh, was like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Slide yeah. head first. Yeah, I don't care. Roll your ankles. Um, <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> They're not even throwing it in. No, Jackie just, just wanted to have the, the dirty jersey. Be like, I yeah. had a game. You know, if yeah. you have four RBIs, you want to look like you ha- you really play it a lot. And he's like, I yeah. need dirt on this yeah. thing right here. <laughs> Speaking of the jerseys, real quick on the jerseys, I know I think we have a, a DM about this soon, but it is really weird to me to see the Reds on like I keep doing this because the Reds the are red here, but, like jerseys. the red jerseys yeah. on the socks for a weekday game that's not a Friday. Like, it mm-hmm. still feels wrong. And I know when we talked to Cora, he was saying the pitcher is kind of always pitching. or always He's always pitching now. That's, he's yeah. always picking the jerseys now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess Whitlock just likes the, the red jerseys. It still looks, it, it seem gets like me, him. though. I, I was like, is it a Friday? Like, this week's mm-hmm. obviously when you have a holiday, coming off a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. you lose track of the days. But um, that was a little weird. Yeah, I still got to get on board with the Blues. It's taken me a bit to get on board with the Blues. It just they left a weird taste in my mouth. I think there's like a couple bad losses at the beginning beginning of the year. Yeah. But now, looking back, I mean, I guess you could in turn be mad at every jersey then because I think they lost in just about every jersey. Yeah, ten and fashion, nineteen. So. I think they had equal loss opportunity for those jerseys. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll do it for our recap of Reds Red Sox. Coming up next, we have an A's Red Sox preview and a couple other wicked super awesome segments coming up next on Inside the Monster. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there.
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We are back on Inside the Monster. It is time to preview Red Sox A's out in the bay. And to start that off, we are going to toss it to Joey Capone for the pitching matchups. Okay, we've got a three-game series in the bay, folks. Game one is going to be Nathan Avaldi versus James Caprillion. Caprillion, uh, he not only shares a name with the former weatherman of New Hampshire's WMUR, but he's also boasting a smooth 5.93 ERA on the year. Woo-hoo. He was drafted in the first round by the Yankees in 2015. Uh, first made it to the bigs with the A's in 2020. This will be his 28th Major League start, and he stinks. Nathan Valdi has allowed 16 home runs this year. That is tied for the most in the bigs. He threw a complete game in his last time out, and nobody seemed to care as much as they should about that. Game 2. Nick Pavetta versus Paul Blackburn. Nick Pavetta, we haven't mentioned in a while, is Canadian. Yes, he is Canadian. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Remember that. Yep, he's been on a massive tear as of late, going six innings or longer in his last five starts. He is not to be messed with right now. Paul Blackburn, no relation, comes in with a 2-1-5 ERA over his first 10 starts. He throws a fastball, curve, cutter, and a changeup. His fastball tops... A changer, sorry. A cutter and a changer. That was embarrassing. (laughs) His fastball tops out around 94 keeping him in the bottom 13% of Major League pitchers in fastball velocity. And Game 3 is Rich Hill versus Frankie Montas. Richard Hill has come off a couple of tough starts in a row. His ERA is up to 4.85. We're expecting him to turn that around. And Frankie Montas, he's getting traded. Yep. Yep. And that is going to do it for your pitching preview. Steve? All righty. It is time for a weather update for this three-gamer in the Bay on Friday night. Red Sox at A's. It is 940 Eastern time. That would be 640 local time out, out west there for all you folks that know how to minus three hours. And the weather is going to be mid-50s on Friday night. It is not going to rain, so don't even have to worry about that. On Saturday, it will be a one o'clock local time out there. And the weather will be pretty blah. It's going to be low 60s, cloudy, 
Nothing too special on Saturday. And on Sunday, also a 1 o'clock start out west, a 4 o'clock start here in the eastern coast. It is potentially going to rain on Sunday a little bit, but I hope that passes through. Honestly, Joey, it's mainly cloudy and like upper 50s. Kind of a blah weather setup here for this series in Oakland coming up. I am excited for the Red Sox. I mentioned this uh, on the other show, but I would assume, this is an assumption here, Joe, assume. that on Thursday, mm-hmm. they will go to the finals. If I'm the Red Sox, I'm getting a suite for game one of the finals. Warrior sees. I'm doing yeah. it. Why, like, right? It's an off day. I mean, technically, they could you go can, to game two after they play on Sunday, but it's just different when it's an off day. You can have a couple bevs, you know? Yeah, I can picture it already. Can't I you? can already see it, and it's yeah. going to be like... Kelsey's probably ready for mm-hmm. for Sox Twitter. She's gonna have those those picks ready to go. So, mm-hmm. um, hey, it would be good for ten. So, mm-hmm. Sox, you should get a sweep. I see. I see Bogey and Story mm. and a cu- couple other fellas. I can promise I you I see... that they're. I bet they're bringing their jerseys with them. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I see the C's jerseys already. Mm-hmm. I can already see Story rocking the Marcus Smart jersey. Mm-hmm. I think bogey. they throw some bevs down when the camera gets on them. Or, well, I mean, they're they're, they're not that type. There's not yeah, this like yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of teams. Who's that? David Bakhtiari there for the Packers. He sits yeah. courtside at the Bucks games and just pounds beers. Slugs them. Um, I don't. I don't envision anyone on this Red Sox team when the camera pans to them chugging a beer. Yeah. Is there any candidate for that? I don't think Vasquez. so. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I, yeah, I could see Vasquez like throwing like two full beers on his face. I don't know about two. Um, no, half of one. And then finishes the other. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then finishes the other pinky up with a straw. Yeah, maybe Vasquez. It doesn't seem yeah. like there'd be a lot of like camera on the guys chug the beer. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that is your weather update. Series predictions for Red Sox, A's. I think Doogie's going deep, man. I just, I know we used to have when Mirabelli was on the team. I don't know. You know when like you're growing up with your buddies and you don't know if it's like your phrase or if you just stole it from like popularity? Mm-hmm. I remember always saying, like, oh, Dougie's going deep tonight. I, I think that was a thing. I think people just said that. I think Red Sox would just say, Dougie's going deep tonight for Doug Mirabelli. Mm-hmm. Remind me, anyone listening, remind me on Twitter if, like, people said that, because I thought it was just me and my boys, but it probably was, like, literally every Red Sox fan. But now it's Doogie's going deep. I think Doogie's mm-hmm. going deep, and I'm not going to tell you which game, but I think it's going to happen. I was incorrect in my prior... Um What's the word here, Steve? What's the prediction? prediction? Jeez, Louise, that's the name of the segment. It's the name of the segment. Oh, my God. Oh, I was wrong in my prior prediction. That saying big word, prediction. Vasquez, what time is it? It is midnight, <laughs> bro. We're the last people at Fenway Park. It is midnight. Yeah, yeah. My last prediction was wrong. I said Vasquez was going to go deep, and he did not go deep. I think I'm going to do an old Steve Peralt, and I'm going to double down on it. I'm going to double down and say Vasquez goes deep. That's totally fine. This series. Cool. That'll do it for our series preview of Red Sox A's. Coming up next, we have some closing thoughts. A little office talk. A couple of office stars were at the old ball yard tonight. And we will get you out of here on that. That is coming up next on Inside the Monster. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. 
Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Alrighty, we are back really quickly, Joey, because yep. I love the people. The people love us. The people didn't like me for a specific tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we were going to talk about? No, right I, wasn't. I should probably talk about that briefly, right? I just, just I think, yeah, real I, quick. I'll tell you, I have been afraid to bring it up with you. No, I know. No, I know. No, I know. You brought it up today. We were eating and you were like, <laughs> so I, I said the thing. And yeah, I was like, ooh, okay. You're going to bring so, it up because I don't want to. No, no, no. So I, you know, I have never shied away from poking at a bit. I love bits. I also like poking at bits. So obviously, poke at the old boys of summer are back bit. And my goodness, Joey, the reaction on Twitter was just an absolute some people bloodbath. It, yeah. it was it was rough to say the least. I mean, I, I've I've been around the block on the on the Twitter machine. I understand what gets what reaction. I know if you troll this, then you you get that swarm of human. I get it. I understand how it works. But some of you got to look yourself in the mirror <laughs> and really yeah. relax. You really got to chill. It's just poking at a bit. It's not that serious. Everybody calm down. But I respect if I feel like I caused some bad juju, mm -hmm. I try to right my wrongs. I deleted said tweet. Mm -hmm. So we should be back to normal. The Red Sox are undefeated since the tweet was deleted. Whoa. Wow! Undefeated since the tweet was deleted. Wow! All right, that sounded <laughs> awesome. But yeah, everybody, if you're still in my mentions with that, just politely shut up. Like I just, I got, I got no time for it, man. I, I'm. It has been draining to have to see it every single two seconds. But I understand. Sox fans are passionate. I get it. But again, just poking at a bit. It's not that serious. We got it. We got to chill out. Yeah. We got. We got to chill out. <laughs> Watching um, people not. Oh my Not god! I think any part of it there is are, funny is so hilarious. <laughs> like watching people hear, like like it's it's a bit from another podcast. Yeah, right? it's, it's yeah, your yeah. former podcast partner. I, I might Mr. I might know Carabas. the guy well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We know we know the guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 you know, he jokingly says this thing like, "Oh, we're we're gonna wait to say this thing." Like, "Oh, we gotta wait to say it, guys." Well, I'll say it That's That's the whole bit. That's right? the bit. And people are like. Yes! Yes, sir! <laughs> yes! We will Until do that! Until my dying breath <laughs> will I honor thy will! 
And the second that you said it, they're like, you son of a bitch. And they, <laughs> and they like, message it, and they're tagging him, and they're like, did you see what he said? And it was just supposed to be a lighthearted little, he's like, hey, like, let's wait till then. And Steve's like, ha ha, I, oh my God. I got your thing. I got your nose, <laughs> and instead, oh like, death threats people. <laughs> and, I mean, their whole show, they're making, like, the show graphic about it, and it's like, my God, hashtag boy is losing his mind over it. It's like, everybody, everybody relax, all right? Like, trust me. I know a lot of you folks are on board with us. You listen to other shows. It's fine. It's all good. We're all, it, was we're just, all, it was all in good we're, it was we're all in. The, we're all in yeah. this to have fun. I think fun. some people thought that it was like a serious jab. No. I think some people no. were like, oh, like, do Steve and Jared hate no, each other? Are no. they enemies now? No. There's it's no just a lighthearted little back and forth. No, Jeez Jared. Louise. No, Jared's my guy. There's no, there's no issues. Our entire relationship has been jabbing at each other. That that's been seven years. Of, You'd think people would know that. But that's that's <laughs> why it's like, guys, like what? <laughs> this is not out of the ordinary. I've been doing this since 2015. Yeah, that's kind it's of like been what are we thing, doing? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, so we we addressed <laughs> we addressed that, but um, but yeah. Undefeated since the tweet was deleted. So we will transition to some DMs. Slide in the DM. (sighs) First one comes in from Big Neil. Woo, baby. What's going on? Big Neil. Hey, guys. Just a quick uniform thought. I think the Sox should stop wearing the red and blue jerseys on weekdays. I just think they should be what they were known for, which was a Friday night one. Just glad they don't wear the hanging socks hat. Oh, okay. He even has an image here with the hangings. I don't hate that hat, actually. The red socks. Can I look at it? It's just hmm. their. It's like their logo. Yeah, it's not yeah. the B, but it's like the Red Sox logo, which I think is awesome. I mm-hmm. uh, hated that hat since it debuted in 09. Big Neil, you kind of lost us at the end there, but extremely valid point with the red and blue uniforms on non-Fridays does feel a little weird. It does. It does. I mean, I like them for occasions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess a weekend could be an occasion. Sure, I'll, I'll take that. But I'm I'm a fan on the road of just the grays, man. No, me I too. I like the grays. I like the whites. And I think it's it might honestly be in that order. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, the the road uniforms are really nice now. They they're kind of similar to what they were in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had a brief stint there where they had like the roads were like the navy blue lettering, and it was like kind of old school, and they looked awful around like 2011. Mm-hmm. So they got rid of those, which is good, but. Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking to our guy Brian and and saying how they should mix in more throwbacks. And yeah. I've obviously wanted the 1912 uniform to be a thing for a long time, but you can't tell me that they wouldn't these uniforms wouldn't sell off the shelves if you had once a month a throwback Thursday and you could wear whatever uniform from your team's history. Those would sell and there's a free idea for you MLB. This comes in from Caleb. Hey man. Top five favorite Red Sox players of all time. You've probably done this before, but I want to hear yours. That's fair, Caleb. Um, you want to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. I don't know if I can do this, do this off the top of the dome. Top five. And, folks, a lot of people on Twitter have issues with this anytime. It's, I remember I kind of jokingly said earlier in the year that Dennis Schroeder is my favorite Celtics. Yeah. In a long, I, I regret that tweet. That's one I wish I just had back because it didn't land as a joke. People took it seriously. But um, top five favorite Red Sox. I'm going to go from one to five just because it'll be easier. It's so much easier that way, yeah. Nomar, number one, uh, pretty easily. Pedro, number two. David Ortiz, number three. Um, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting obvious ones here. Now, this one's really tough. 
I'm mm-hmm. going to go Mo Vaughn number four because he mattered a ton to my childhood of growing up a fan of the Sox. Mm-hmm. And then Manny Ramirez number five. So Nomar, right. Pedro, Poppy, uh, Mo, Manny. All right. I got I got a, a very similar list in a different order here. It's For me, it's Poppy, Nomar. Poppy, Nomar, Pedro, Manny, Tech. Oh, Tech. Yeah, Tech deserves some love on the, on this list. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it would be interesting, and maybe somebody send this DM for next time. Six to ten would be more interesting because five, you kind of have to hit all your guys. Yeah, and I always – I don't know – if you get this, like when people ask like your favorite of all time, it's like ah, it's Poppy. Like I, I have this. I know yours. You said No Mar. Yeah, right? No Mar's my yeah. But yeah. there's this like oh, it's just it's just the best one. It's never that like <laughs> you I know. Think people always want this wild answer. It's like my it's, favorite player ever. It's Drew Pomeranz. Yeah, it's Jose Offerman. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you expect. <laughs> like, no, me it's to it's say. the best one. It's the one that made me smile as a kid a bunch. <laughs> I know. So. It's the one that made yeah. my life fun. Uh, <laughs> this comes in from Amanda. Hey. Hey guys, need your opinion on fans getting logo tattoos. Some of my friends mm. think I or if I get the Red Sox B tattooed, I'll regret it. But as a big time season ticket holder, Sox fan, I think differently. I would love to hear your opinions. Love the show. Amanda, I'm never gonna get a tattoo in my life because my mom said no mm. to two things in my existence. No motorcycles, no tattoos. I was gonna guess that the other one was motorcycles. So I'm not even I'm kidding. Not, I'm not doing it. Shout mm. out, mom. I'm not don't worry, mom, I'm not doing it. Uh, but Amanda, if you want to get that tattoo, the B, I'm not really a, most tattoos I see, I'm like, did you really need that? Mm. The Red Sox B is cool. I would not uh, okay. be against the Red Sox B in this situation. Here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're, you're out there with your tattoo opinions. Mr. Yeah, yeah. Tattoo here. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tag along here. Although I know very little about tattoos. I only have, how, how many do I have, Steve? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think I have like 30 of them. Um, <laughs> I've wanted a socks tattoo forever. Mm. Some about sports tattoos um, in our generation. I'm assuming that you're in our generation, Amanda. It feels a little weird. It always feels like it, it belongs to the generation prior. Yeah, like they they kind of have the the sports logos tattoos, and now it's almost like just the ironic early championship banners that you see. And oh that's my! Kind don't of get it. me started on that. Yeah, that's the kind dude of like that the did the early Celtics banner one. You're not original. People yeah. have been doing that for years, and you're all losers. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. So I mean, like, here's the thing. I think tattoos in general. My my kind of main approach is like, if you wanted it for a single second, just do it. Like, yeah. Don't don't dwell on it. Don't double think it. Don't double guess it. Do it because you wanted it, and then. Even if 10 years from now you don't like it, you can look back and say, oh, when I was 23, I wanted it, so I got it. Yeah. And that can be your whole story. I think the B is a beautiful logo. I don't see it changing. I think you should absolutely do it. Stop questioning. Just go do it. Yeah. Get the tattoo, Amanda. Get the tattoo. Uh, also, an important part of this is do you... Does she not have tattoos? If you have tattoos already, then it's like might as well add a B. It's easy to. If it's yeah. your first one, then I don't want us to be the difference. Right. Between it, well, you if it's your first that. one, it takes a little while. Yeah, think about it and whatever, yeah. and decide that you want to do that. But I think once you get like three from number four to number a thousand, it doesn't matter. Are just like just do it. Yeah. Just stop thinking and do it. It really doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that was that was all we have for the DMs for now. Closing thoughts. One thing I did want to mention, BJ Novak, Mindy Kaling were at the Sox game tonight uh, from the office, Ryan and Kelly. What is your favorite office episode of all time, Joey? Um, I had season five on DVD, so that was the one that I watched the most. Yeah. Um, so honestly, anything from there, I do I do kind of like the, the later chunk before Michael leaves. Mm. Um, 
I might do like Michael's Tots or whatever. That the, the, the real cringy Scott's the one, Tots. Scott's Tots. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, for me, I you can't be Casino Night. I think Casino, Casino Night is my favorite episode of television ever. Uh, season two of The Office is just untouchable. It's so so good, so rewatchable. That show is just it has. That episode has literally everything. You had, I wrote it down to make sure I didn't forget some of the important parts. You had Creed stealing all the poker chips so that <laughs> yeah. he would be the chip leader and win the mini fridge from Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, Michael accidentally having Jan and Carol both as his dates mm-hmm. at casino night. He had Carol, who's his real wife. I forget who she, she plays his realtor, I believe, on the show. Um, but he invited her as his date. And then Jan, after saying she wouldn't go, calls him and is like, you know what? I'm actually going to come down. I'm going to make the trip and go. <laughs> and he's like, I have two queens on casino night. And that whole thing is hilarious. I mean, Jim telling Pam that he loves her is, you know, that's – you were waiting for it all season. He finally just looks his – I'm in love with you. I I, I crumbled, great. Joey. It's I great. crumbled. And then – Is that when they go They go back up to the office? Well, there there's a scene in between, I think, in the casino. I think Dwight – does a joke because the office is never going to do back-to-back serious scenes they need no. to like break it up a little yeah. bit there's very r- rare that they have serious scenes anyway and then she's in the office the lights are dim because it's obviously like mm-hmm. after hours and she's talking to her mom on the phone and then she's like oh sorry mom i have to get like she's like i don't know because she's talking about what jim just said because mm-hmm. her mom knows that like she kind of loves jim mm-hmm. even though she's you know with roy right and so jim just comes in and then just no words smooches her and they just look at each other, and the screen goes to black. I'll never forget watching that live and being like, you have to be bleeping kidding me that that was the end that of the happened. season. You I had to wait. It's the end of the you season, had to wait right? seven months for another Office episode. Mm. I'm like, no, <laughs> dude. That was the biggest cliffhanger of all time. So you were so. early on The Office. You were watching season two live on TV? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, wow. my brother got me into the first season, which I think was around that like 05, 06 range. Um, and then season two was just, yeah, again, for my money, the best season of television ever. Uh, mm-hmm. but last, my last real closing thought here, Derek Jeter, uh, joined Twitter and it reminded me, Joey, mm-hmm. how much I truly hate with a passion, not Derek Jeter. I have nothing against Jeter mm-hmm. outside of him being a Yankees guy and Yankees guys loving him. But the, the retupect thing, the, the hashtag, the retupect, retupect, mm-hmm. the hashtag retupect is the dumbest thing ever. When they had it on hats, when it was on every tweet, it was on like the broadcast for on Yes Network for Jeter's last season. Trying to, it doesn't look like respect. It looks like retupect, and it drives me nuts. I forgot how much I hated it because there was no reason in the last what five years to really see that like on Twitter or anything. It was just yeah. like once Jeter got the Hall of Fame thing, yeah, hashtag retupect. But like that's all you see now. And shout out to the the Twitter folk. That when I, I tweeted something out to that degree, and they were like, obviously Nomar comes up because Nomar's peak was better than Jeter. That's just mm-hmm. a fact. Right. The five looks a billion times more like an S. Well, yeah, it's shaped like an S. So, but that's the, so that's why I made my name for a day five T for all. Yeah. But I did. I got a giggle in it. So yeah, I, I, I felt good about it. I was like, good. let's update the name. But it's it's my only point being. It doesn't say respect. It doesn't look no. like it says respect. It says retupect. And there was no need to include the word respect in this 
Jeter thing, right? It could have been, you know, they could have chosen another word. Yeah, it was like, who, who's, whose idea was it? Yeah. Like, who started the Ritu Peck thing? Because, like, it wasn't, it's not like Respect was, like, his middle name or something. Like, you didn't have to, <laughs> but you, it was like, Derek Respect Jeter. Like, it's, it's a good point by you, Joey, where it's like, why, why did respect have to be the thing? It, it didn't have to be the thing. No. It could have been, like, on all the caps, it could have said, farewell, cap. Yeah. And then number two on the back. Like, it, there was no need uh, to do I would do have rather, it. like, captain in the T's a two or something. Like, cap two in. Cap two in. Sure. <laughs> that would have made more sense than read two pecked. I hate read two pecked. And Jeter joining Twitter now is laughable. It's like, dude, where have you been? Yeah. It's I only like to, the, to promote his, his documentary, but, like. I like everybody saying, like, Watch Derek Jeter stick around for one loss on Yankees Twitter and yeah. see if he still has an account after that. Because I don't know how much of Yankee Twitter you see. Oh, it's but, it's a oh dumpster fire. Goodness. Yeah, it's terrible. But uh, that that was just that that reignited a a flame mm-hmm. deep in me that I I hate so much. Read too packed. It doesn't look like respect. Anything like uh, in closing here, Joey? No. Actually, don't have a closing thought. Their series was such a, a nothing series. I'm gonna forget about that loss ever happening. Yep. I'm gonna enjoy the off day. You ask me what I'm gonna do on my off day. Yeah. What ask are you doing me. in your off day? I'm probably gonna just like watch a rerun of the Sox, and then we pick up an Oakland series that yep. we keep momentum going for. Absolutely, heading home to watch the C's. Thursday night, the NBA Finals are here. I'm so excited that two of these games are on Sox off days, so we don't have to do the double TV That's, thing. Is that the? There's a a Celtics game. Yeah, it's it's the NBA Finals. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. 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 So the Red Sox are undefeated in June. Watch out for what's around the corner. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peral. We will be back after this A's series. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Podcast.